Thank you, everybody, so much for joining us. We are pleased to be joined by several members of the IndyCar and Indianapolis Motor Speedway leadership team. Closest to me, we have Jay Fry, president of IndyCar. Jay, it's been such a great start to the NTT IndyCar Series season thus far. Can you speak a bit to the momentum that you've seen throughout the season and how that's going to impact us here in May? Yes, um, I'm going to try to speak a little bit. We've got some of this whatever stuff that's going around, going on. Um, yeah, we're really excited. We had, uh, we've had four different winners you know, for the first four races, so we feel like we're off to a really good start. Um, one of the things we've worked really hard on is a car count. So if you look at St. Pete two years ago, we had eight teams and 21 cars. This year we had 12 teams and 24 cars. So a byproduct of that is here at the 500, we got 36 cars this weekend. Um, so we're um, part of our you know, five-year plan that we came up with a few years ago appears to be working. So we're really, really excited about the month. Joined also by Doug Bulls, president of Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Doug, the month of May is obviously such an exciting time for, for IMS. What are some of your favorite parts, the parts you're most looking forward to? And also, if you could give us a little insight on how race day crowds are going to look for this weekend and, and the Indy 500. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're excited to finally open the doors and let customers in and enjoy the NTT IndyCar Series. It's been a great season so far watching Jay and the team uh, travel around the country and put on some fantastic racing, so we've been excited to have them here. I, I think for me, the, my favorite part is getting a chance to go out and interact with fans and talk to people that this is an annual ritual for them, whether it's the IndyCar Grand Prix, a practice day, qualifying, or race day for the Indianapolis 500. We have some of the most passionate, loyal fans in the world. And it really is a lot of fun to uh, get a chance to see them. The last few years, we've actually allowed some folks to camp in the infield for this race. So part of the fun is going out, hanging out with people who are just who love this sport so much and love the facility so much that they're out here that they're out here camping. So it's almost like a, a family reunion when you get a chance to go back out with customers. In terms of uh, our attendance, uh, things are trending up for tomorrow's uh, IndyCar Grand Prix. We're really excited about the. The direction of the race the first year was our largest year and then we sort of settled into a uh, we dropped off a little bit and we've, we flattened it out last year and the numbers will be up this year which we're excited about and that says a lot about I think people getting used to this race being the kickoff in the month of May it says an awful lot about the last couple of years the IndyCar series has been so competitive and it's a race where you get to come in and you can see from all different pl places. You can be flexible, wander through the facility, sit in the mounds. It, it, it offers a really neat opportunity. Uh, the Indy 500 is um, going to be up again, I think, for 2019. We are, depending on the end of the day, we're up a little bit or flat. So we're right in that spot. A lot of it's going to be a walk up and some of the things over the next two weeks. But really, momentum from 2015 has been really, really strong around the Indy 500. And that also is, I think you attribute that to the excitement of the NTT IndyCar Series and the product that they put on display in the Indy 500. It's been some of the best racing in our 103 years. Absolutely. Joined also by Allison Melington, Senior Vice President of Events for Holman Motorsports. Allison, you're a, a very central figure in the Indianapolis community. You're involved in, in many different organizations and projects. Indianapolis seems to be a very unique community that can, can somehow sustain this sort of month-long event. What is it about Indianapolis that, that makes it able to sustain that type of, of length and momentum? Mm -hmm. Thanks, Kate. Well, the city and surrounding region has proven over and over again that we love hosting the residents here, love hosting major sporting events, and don't actually love just watching the sport. They love engaging in all different ways in the community. And we partner with the 500 Festival uh, to engage people in lots of ways. And if they can't make it to the track, hopefully they're participating in some of our, our other activities. Uh, you know, upcoming, we've got certainly the parade and hope people that uh, will go out and enjoy that, the memorial service, uh, the 500 Festival events. You 
go to 500festival.com, get that information. And from the Motor Speedway side, we have uh, launched and kicked off our porch party program with the Harrison Center. I had a wonderful morning this morning. There was a breakfast porch party uh, at 1900 North New Jersey, and I had lots of kids, lots of activities. And we're uh, looking forward to the next couple weeks of lots of people porching, uh, gathering their neighborhoods, gathering their friends and family to celebrate racing in the month of May. We're also bringing back the Bike to the 500 this year. We're going to have hundreds of, of riders avoiding race day traffic coming in uh, on race day. So that's been a great program for us and continuing to grow on that. Uh, hopefully, we're, uh, we're going to have people participating in our 500 Fashion Friday program. Although, as I look out here, I'm not seeing a lot of people in 500 Fashion Friday. Uh, so feel free to grab some wristbands and other things at the media desks for, for you. But we hope that program uh, brings civic pride to people. It uh, sustains for the month because uh, the racetrack is open. And as the racetrack is open for the month, people are out and about engaging in all kinds of ways. So. Um, our partnerships with the uh, arts community is an important part of um, the sustained interest in the Speedway for the month. Um, there's not a lot of communities in the country, back to the reference, the question that Kate had, not a lot of communities in the country partner arts and sports together and come up with great programs to work together, lift up the arts community with the sports community. And I think we've done another great job with that with our Welcome Race Fans program. Hopefully you've seen the Arts Garden downtown. Um, and also our Indie Wings program with the different murals around the different communities in town for people to take their photos and post socially. So we've got a lot of community activities going on. Um, this community engages in lots of ways that make people feel a part of the race. Uh, more than 100 years, 103 years of a, a worldwide sporting event happening in the same location, not hopping around the world, but in the same location every year uh, is really... Uh, a great thing for this community, and people love here uh, celebrating that. I'll be riding my bacon on That's race day. I'm very excited for that. Yeah. Joined also next to Allison by Stephen Starks, our vice president, IndyCar's vice president of promoter and media partner relations. Stephen, NBC will be making its broadcast debut uh, with the IndyCar Grand Prix this weekend and, and following at the Indy 500. We've seen so much integration with the Kentucky Derby broadcast last weekend. What are some things that we can look forward to seeing um, from, from NBC, but also from IndyCar's partnership with NBC heading into the weekend? Yeah, thanks, Kate. Um, you know, just to start, NBC's just been a tremendous media partner already. We knew that would be the case, and they've done so much as it relates particularly to the 500 already. You know, it really goes back to the first week in January. I think it was the first Saturday, actually, um, the NFL divisional playoff rounds where throughout their coverage they were, you know, running Indianapolis 500-mile race spots, which was really helpful. It's continued to the Derby, as you mentioned. I think during Derby weekend we had, you know, six Indianapolis 500 teasers, numerous mentions throughout that program. So that's obviously um, new for us, and it's tremendous, and it goes well with the cross-integration that NBC has promised and delivered on. You're seeing it currently through their coverage of the NHL playoffs, um, many spots and mentions of the Indianapolis 500 there. And then obviously it'll be highlighted race week with the Today Show being here. So all of those things, in addition to many other things they're doing for the 500, have just been tremendous so far. Um, in the broader sense, across the NTT IndyCar series, it started on NBCSN, um, the race-to-race -race promotion we've seen since we've kicked off St. Pete. One thing that's been great working with NBC, they've helped us think about our season almost in three parts. Um, the kickoff leading up to May, then the month of May itself, including the 500, and then the chase to the finale after the month of May. Um, so I think that we're, we're really cohesive in the way we work together and in the way they're promoting the sport in general. 
Um, I think evidence of that is the fact that after May, you're going to see six NBC broadcast races um, to get us to eight total, which is up three from what we had in 18. Um, so all in all, it's been a great start. Um, and NBC has really done a lot to help us deliver and increase the promotion of our sport, including this week. Absolutely. We'll open up for questions. We have mics on both sides of the room, starting with Wolfgang. Jay, two questions for you. With uh, NTT as a new championship or series sponsor, Japanese company, do you think, and also participation of Takuma, there is a chance that we will see even more Japanese drivers or even a race in Japan one day? Um, well, it's certainly possible. I think that the race part in Japan has been brought up. Um, you know, that might be difficult to get that put together, you know, but the, the, the impact that NTT has on the series has been immense already. Um, when we went over there to meet with them in November, um, their platform in, in the, that country is phenomenal. So it was funny, we took Takuma with us to meet with them the, uh, that one time, and when he walked in their building, you could just see the whole, everybody knew who he was, they were very polite to him, but it was, it was funny to watch, or fun to watch. I mean, he's definitely a rock star in Japan, so... I think between the two of them, you know, it's going to uh, do good things for us in, in that country. And the second question, can you give an update in long term or short term in the IndyCar business? What's the situation with the additional engine supplier besides Chevy and Honda? Um, yeah, well, we're, you know, we're very grateful that Chevrolet and Honda are great partners. Um, you know, it's an ongoing project. We've had probably two or three, two or three things happen in the last couple of years that we were really close, and those things are still ongoing. Um, there's nothing imminent to be announced, but uh, we're, we're encouraged by the conversations we're having. We're encouraged by what they're telling us. They like what we're doing. They like where we're going. Uh, a lot of it's just timing, right? So, that, you know, it's a big commitment to do it. It's uh, infrastructure. It's building engines. Um, you know, there, there's a lot. It's complicated. So we're confident that something's going to happen sooner than later. And so uh, the last question for Doc. You mentioned the fans. Do you make after each year, after the 500, a survey? How many foreign nationalities among the fans are coming to Indianapolis to watch the race? Yeah, absolutely. And Wolfgang, thank you for being here. And um, I know this may be your last Indianapolis 500, so thank you for all you've done to, uh, to promote our sport. Um, yeah, we do survey our fans. We do have somebody that comes from every state in the United States and almost 30-plus uh, countries from around the world. Uh, so we do survey them. One thing that we know this year from an international aspect, we have more people following us. This is true, I think, as well for the NTT IndyCar Series, but following us uh, in um, Nordic countries because of the, some of our Nordic invasion here on the IndyCar side. Uh, we also have a larger number of folks actually coming from Spain for the Indianapolis 500 than we've had in the past. Even when Fernando was here a couple years ago. He announced so late, so I don't think people were able to make, uh, make schedules work. So I think we're going to see a bigger international crowd here for this year's Indianapolis 500 than we've seen in the last couple years, and certainly a more uh, international interest and a more broad international interest just because of where we are. You know, I've been following the sport my whole life, and I, I remember a point in time where 33 drivers in the, in the Indy 500 were essentially American. And then we went through a period of time where essentially everybody in the Indy 500 was foreign. We are at a point now where the diversity in our series is pretty amazing when you think you've got 15 drivers or so that are American uh, drivers and basically the other half is international. 
the Indianapolis 500 is today, I think what Carl Fisher envisioned it being uh, back in 1911, a true international sweepstakes. And that's a credit to what's going on in the IndyCar side. It's a credit to what's going on with our OEMs who've attracted some of the best drivers in the world to come here. Uh, and it really truly is an international championship unlike any other. And I think um, the international influence uh, certainly helps our ticket sales and, and the folks who pay attention to our events. Uh, Tucker White, SpeedwayMedia.com. Uh, Doug, two years ago, I remember the uh, Brickyard 400 was moved from July or August, whenever it would fall on the calendar, to September. And one of the reasons cited was the extreme heat in the summertime. Now, two, I believe next year, the race moves back to July on Independence Day weekend. So given that one of the reasons cited was the extreme heat, why, is it why then move it back to... July, and ultimately, whose decision was it? I think as NASCAR continues to look at how they're going to they're going to continue to to grow the sport of NASCAR racing, and really trying to align uh, their schedule in a way that they can do that, uh, they actually approached us and at, and presented us with several different options. And of the options that they presented us with, the the, the July Fourth weekend was the one that makes the most sense. And one of the things when we moved to September, we said there were two things that were really important. One was getting out of the heat. The other one was we wanted a, a, a weekend that meant something. And so we, last year and this year, were the last race leading into the chase, so the, or the playoffs, the last race of the regular season. So that had some impact. When we looked at the date options we had, July 4th has a lot of impact. It's an event that, uh, it's a weekend that means an awful lot from, a, from our country's standpoint. You think about we kick summer off on an important American weekend. So if we can kick it off for IndyCar on an important American weekend and have NASCAR on an important American weekend. That, <coughs> excuse me, that felt really good to us. So it was a weekend that meant something. Uh, the heat obviously is an issue, but we think we can overcome that with uh, a lot of other activities. So, and, and at the end of the day, um, it was a, a joint decision between NASCAR and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, but we were limited in the number of dates that worked for their schedule. And a follow-up question. Uh, like, is there any uh, concern of, like a better word, cannibalizing the market given how short the uh, time frame is between the Indy 500 next year and the Brickyard 400? There's absolutely concern and it's not just um, the, the customer that comes, it's our staff, right? So between, we've got about five plus weeks between events to move forward. But we've done it before. I mean, for four or five of our Formula One races here, they were before July 4th, so after the Indy 500. So it's not unusual for the Indy, or it's not something that we haven't done before. Uh, and in a lot of ways, our staff is excited about it because you can just think about our those two huge events all right together. So it's a it's a it's a little bit longer run where. Um, when we've been late in July or even in September, we get through May, and then there's a little bit of lull, and you pick back up. So they, they, they all, it comes with challenges and opportunities, and we're really focused on the opportunity that it brings. And I think we're going to find that the recall of July 4th for fans is going to make them easier to. It's going to be easier to remember when the Brickyard is. And the one and the one positive that we haven't talked about is we're not going head to head with NFL. We're not going head to head with the Colts, and uh, I think at the end of the day, we're going to find that this weekend works out okay. Uh, Doug, in a lot of ways, this event, the Grand Prix, has en enhanced the interest in the uh, Indy 500 in a couple of weeks. Uh, when this concept was presented to you in 2013 by Mark Miles, were you the slightest bit concerned that it might dilute interest in the Indy 500? And if anything, it's increased it. Yeah, so so I, was, I don't think any of us were ever concer concerned that it would dilute interest in the Indy 500. I think the only conversation on the front end was, did it make sense to have an IndyCar Grand Prix in May, or did it make sense to have an IndyCar, IndyCar Grand Prix as a standalone somewhere else? 
I think Mark's thinking and reasoning behind uh, why it fit well on this weekend has proved to be the accurate and correct one. It kicks the, it kicks the month of May off with a points-paying race in the NTT IndyCar Series that, that brings in more media attention. It puts us on television two weeks out from the Indy 500, which is another opportunity to promote the Indianapolis 500. In this market, it introduces folks who maybe had never seen IndyCar racing outside of the Indy 500 to see what they do. Uh, at least at a, almost a half of the other races where they run. So the IndyCar product that some communities know is completely different than the Indy 500. So I think that was really helpful uh, for us as well. It, it's a kickoff that leads into a weekend of television for qualifying and then obviously the 500. So for us, it never was about cannibalizing. I think it was always about a way to elevate. If we were just today, uh, opening day or tomorrow, opening day for our, our oval weekend we would have about a tenth of the customers inside the venue and probably about a tenth of the media inside the venue as we do for the for for an actual points paying ntt indycar series race so i think uh, for the most part it does everything it was supposed to do which is make the indianapolis 500 better and get the excitement going as we lead into that weekend other questions yes I was just wondering if there's any concern for the weather tomorrow with the rain that's projected to start in the afternoon, and if if there is any sort of delay with the rate the race then resume on Sunday or anything happen with that. The beauty of the NTT IndyCar series and the and the drivers and cars that 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 Jade puts on the road everywhere is on the on a road course unless you've got lightning, some electricity in the air, they're going to run in the rain. And some of the most spectacular racing in in the world is an IndyCar. On, on wet pavement. The rooster tails, you really see the talent of the drivers. And what you think about, you think about rain, they're going slower. It's unbelievable how fast they are in the rain. Uh, it's frightening how fast they are in the rain. So unless we have electricity, we'll be running. And that's the beauty of this, this opening weekend is you know that you're going to be racing on opening weekend. If there's a, you know, a big electrical storm, then that's a different conversation. But right now, our weather forecast is, is for maybe a little rain. And, and let me just remind everybody, it is Indiana, and I know we say this a lot, but the yeah. forecast on Sunday and on Monday was that it was going to rain Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and maybe it would be okay Friday. We, we had dry on-track activity all day yesterday virtually, and Tuesday and Wednesday were beautiful. So uh, until tomorrow about 2.30, <laughs> I won't start worrying too much about the weather because I think we'll be able to get this in. Any other questions? Yes, Wolfgang. Doug, I have a follow-up with, with the weather situation. How long in advance for the Grand Prix and also for the 500, you can ask for a weather report? I mean, how sure is the guarantee it's sunshine or it's raining? <laughs> I wish we could guarantee it a long way out, Wolfgang. Um, you know, we, we, are, we have a, a great relationship with the National Weather Service who uh, brings folks in here. We have a great relationship with our local NBC affiliate. Uh, who also helps, and we have our own weather software that we manage. So we have a full team that's helping us monitor weather five days out, really going forward, and then uh, minute by minute as events are going on. So unfortunately, with Indiana weather, you don't know for sure how far out you can say it's going to be sunshine or rain. But the one thing we do take seriously is paying attention to the weather, less about because of the rain, uh, more because we want to make sure customers are safe in the event that there's an electrical storm. So we are really... Uh, focused on that as part of it and like I said for this weekend I, I don't think weather should impact it whether it's raining or sunny sure we'd love we'd love a sunny day uh, but there are some benefits to seeing big old rooster tails and fast cars in the rain as well 
Before we let everybody go, Doug, any final reminders that you want to stress to fans as they look to head into IndyCar Grand Prix weekend? Well, I think the last two questions brought up one of them, is that uh, weather shouldn't deter you from coming to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway this weekend because we will run uh, in the rain, and it is one of the things that makes the diversity of the series uh, so amazing. Not only do they run on short ovals, big ovals, road courses and street courses, they can do a lot of it in the rain. So it really highlights the talent that these drivers have, and it is an, it is an awful lot of fun to be here. Uh, basically, you can follow at IMS or, or IMS.com slash plan your visit. A lot of that information will be there, so we'll update on weather, especially on our social channels. It's a great way to, to keep up with us. The other thing that's really cool about this weekend it is a very easy weekend to get introduced to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So I've found and we've found lots of fans that bring their kids here for the first time because it's a little easier to get in and out than the Indianapolis 500. You can wander through the facility. The beauty of our events here, if you're 15 and under and your parents buy a GA ticket, 15 and under are free at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So this is the right event to utilize that. All of them, are you can, but this is the right one to do it because you can wander around the facility. So just encouraging people that. The other thing is neat about this event that we've done the last few years is we have a track invasion. So at the end of uh, the racing, once we get all, this, all of the rescue equipment off the racetrack and, and uh, Jay and team uh, sort of tell us the track's cold, we start open up, opening, opening up gates and allowing fans to walk along the racetrack. And one of the best parts of the year for me is standing on the yard of bricks with fans uh, after the IndyCar race has been run and just enjoying uh, the history, the tradition, and how amazing it is to be at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, tomorrow morning, gates are open at 7.30, so uh, that's one important thing. Another thing it's that for this weekend, we have free parking on the north side of the racetrack, so we're encouraging people to come in off of 30th Street. If you come in off of Gate 10 off of 30th Street, um, we have parking up there free while it lasts, so encourage people to do that. It's a good, good opportunity. There's a shuttle then from there that can bring you down into the infield or get you to your seats. And the final thing that's not on my talking points that I think is important for those of us that care an awful lot about coffee, if you really want to caffeinate your day, you can get off on Crawfordsville Road and stop at Starbucks. You can stop at the Speedway gas station across from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, fill up with our official fuel and grab a little bit of Speedway coffee, which will help you out. Uh, right across the street, we have a River West, West coffee truck, so you can grab some coffee there. And then, amazingly, this year, inside by the museum, we have a Titus Bakery with donuts and coffee uh, at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, which I encourage you to try that out. We, uh, one of the biggest complaints we've had over the last few years is there aren't enough places to find coffee at the Speedway on a morning like, na like today. So I think just right there within a couple of miles, there's four great stops for coffee and one uh, very fun stop ending for Titus Bakery. If you come from downtown... Stop at Long's, grab some Long's, and then get some follow-up uh, donuts when you get to Titus. So we've got you covered for your snacks and your and your coffee at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. We take caffeine very seriously. <laughs> we sure do. We said there were no coffee shops, so we made four. <laughs> and there we go. Absolutely. Good luck. Thank you for sharing your thoughts with us for a, a great IndyCar Grand Prix weekend. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day. Thank, Thank you. you.